We are living in a world of people who are judging parenting from the view of a partier, which makes sense when you don't have a child or rather something to take responsibility for. But we do have such a thing to take responsibility for, the environment, in many different ways. Global warming, plastic in the ocean, mercury in the groundwater. You've read the front pages. The joy that you wish that you could get from exploring nature, you can get from protecting it, even if that means picking up other people's garbage. I grew up thinking joy means going out of nature, taking hikes and so forth, going where humans have not touched it. Those places barely exist. And if you have to fly to the upper and and go up to the upper Amazon to reach it, you know, you have to consider that what you're doing is destroying more of it and leading people to destroy yet more. But that joy is still available. It's just not coming from walking through untouched nature. It is now coming through from cleaning it up. I'm going to get to that in a second. But I'll say the joy that you wish that you could get from exploring nature, you can get from protecting it and conserving it and cleaning it even if that means picking up other people's garbage. Someone came to me and she said, Josh, I want to work with you. And I said, all right, let's do, you know, if you've listened to my podcast enough, you know the pattern that I do with talking to people to understand what, the, what about the environment they care about, connecting that to a task. And this friend of mine, we took a business school class together about 10 years ago. And she took on, it turns out that she has taken a walk. She lives outside the city. And where she lives, there's like some parks and nature. And she takes a walk every day. In those walks, she sees a lot of garbage. Not a lot. I don't know. I actually don't know how much, but she sees garbage along the route. And she's been thinking about what could be done about that, but she's never actually done anything about it. So when I'm talking to her, she says, you know what I could do? I could pick that stuff up, but she's really freaked out because in her words, she's a germaphobe, something like that. And she doesn't want to touch the stuff. So I'm talking to her, you know, part of leadership is supporting. And I ask her, maybe you could bring gloves with her, something like that. And so she decides, yeah, for a month or some period of time, she's going to pick up at least a piece of trash during her walks, and she's going to bring gloves with her. So she comes back to me later, and I ask her how, how it's going, how it went. And she said the first couple of days, she felt great. She was picking up garbage. She brought a bag with her, and she would just bring the garbage back, and she cleaned up the route where she was. So she felt great. Then something like day two or three, she starts going on the walk. She brings the bag. She forgot to bring the gloves. But she felt so good from the first day and the second day. I forget how many days it was. But anyway, from the first times doing it, that she just, she felt, you know, I'll just pick it up with my hands. For years, she's been walking through this area, not doing anything out of some, I don't know what the explanation was. You'd have to go inside her to understand, but something was inhibiting her. And the simple act of doing it one, maybe two days, led her to overcome that. And she's able to get more joy despite picking up garbage, despite doing something that she had a phobia about. She's getting a greater joy than the disgust that she got. I don't know exactly how she felt seeing all the garbage, but it sounds to me like there was some disgust, maybe some feelings of helplessness, maybe some feelings of of guilt or shame. I'm not sure. But I can tell you this, she feels better now, despite getting dirtier now. And if you listen to my podcast, all my guests or nearly all my guests find something similar, that they start doing something that they didn't want to do. And then once they start, they're like, I'm sorry, they start something that they did want to do, but were inhibited. And once they start, they're glad they did. This change to start doing something, it almost always involves doing something that you kind of, you know, it's getting your hands dirty. I pick up people's garbage you know, sometimes there's a little sticky something on my hand and I got to wash it. That changes less than what parents do when they first have their babies. I used to party a lot. I used to have lots of friends who went partying with me to the clubs and so forth in New York City. All my friends who used to party, who now have kids, none of them look back to miss anything about what at the time we thought was the greatest party around. We all have that opportunity, all of us, 
to take responsibility and do something that we, that from, you know, from a party stage, being a parent, changing diapers, waking up in the middle of the night all the time, I don't think that looks like a lot of fun. But once you start doing it, I don't know a single one of them that wants to go back. They know the joys of partying. They don't want to go back. They like having the child. They don't regret it at all. All of us have the opportunity to take responsibility, to do something like picking up other people's garbage, that we will look back at not picking up other people's garbage and say, I wish I'd started this earlier. Yeah, I'm getting dirty and I'm glad. The way I put it is I would rather not feel disgust, but if there's something disgusting there, I'd rather feel it than blithely deny it or to, you know, act like it's not there. But we don't have to do things like changing diapers like parents have to. We just have to decline plastic bags or whatever it is inside you. Think of, you know, go through the process I recommend of like, what, what do you value? What does the environment mean to you? And how can you act on that? Not telling, not following what other people tell you to do, but what you want to do. If you think that flying is impossible, you know it's not impossible. Try it, do it. You look back and see, and whatever it is, maybe you think you can't bring plastic bags with you to the store, or maybe you think you can't bring bags with you to the store. It doesn't have to be plastic. You know you can do these things. Try it, do it. You will look back and see that the you of today that said that it was impossible sounded like someone on heroin or cocaine, something like that. Of course they can stop. You know, you've heard of people who say, I can't stop heroin. I can't stop Coke. I can't stop cigarettes. I can't stop whatever. You know from the outside, of course they can stop. You know it. You know that they know it too, somewhere deep inside. You know that they will like life more for taking responsibility, not chasing those hits of of euphoric joy or whatever it is that feeling is, no matter whom they hurt. Of course they know they're hurting someone when they steal or lie or they lose their family connections and things like that. Just like you know that there's exhaust coming out of the back of the jet or poison going into the groundwater for the new clothes that you crave but don't really need. Want to learn how to take responsibility and live a life that you'll like more? Because you know the addict will like the life more without the intense high. They'll give that up, but with the self-control and not hurting people and independence and being able to live their own life free of that craving. The awareness that they don't want, that will really make them cry, that keeps them from acting, from taking control of their life, that keeps them going back to the hits, the heroin or the coke or the alcohol or whatever, is the realization of how many people they hurt, how badly, and how they knew they were doing it somewhere inside and covering that up. The way to get there is to start. Just challenge yourself to avoid some food packaging or don't buy new clothing for a while. Like Lorna Davis on my podcast, you can listen to hers. She decided for a year not to get new clothing. And as the advisor to the CEO of a $30 billion company, she could afford to buy clothes. The issue is not saving money. It's living by her values. And once she started doing it, well, you'll hear this when I record the second time, but she came to me afterward and she not only was not buying new clothes, but she was going to her closet and getting rid of old clothes, creating freedom for herself. She was actually looking at relationships in her life and finding people, relationships that were worth pruning that weren't adding to her life, giving her more time with people that did add to her life. So anyway, I don't know what you want to do. I don't know what what resonates with you. So look inside yourself, find out what values, what what does the environment mean to you? And maybe you'll end up picking up other people's garbage like I do, like Jay did. Then you'll learn, you'll change. Look, I'm going to prepare you. You're going to feel like the biggest jerk you've ever imagined. You're going to get hit with feelings of guilt and shame beyond your imagination. And then you will find freedom. You'll get out of that mess of 
when people say they want awareness, they're plenty aware of what's going on. You know, the front page, when something's front page news for a decade, when you get takeout and you get all that plastic and you know you're never going to use it again, you're just going to throw it out, you're plenty aware of what you're doing. Actually, people, I think they want to avoid awareness of that feeling like a jerk of knowing that they were doing something against their values and choosing some other value that probably they didn't really value so much. And they don't want to get hit with those feelings of guilt. But on the other side of that guilt, or maybe it's shame, or I don't know what it is, helplessness. This is what it was for me. Or maybe you're annoyed at this, sanctimonious jerks telling people about all that doom and gloom and so forth. Believe it or not, you will love feeling like them. You're not going to love acting like them, but they are sharing feelings of freedom, of liberation, from the fear of feeling like the jerk that they know that they were being when they were polluting all that time unnecessarily. I put to you that you want to face those challenges. You want to feel like that jerk and you want to get through that to get to the other side. I just suggest that you retain the feelings of annoyance at people like that and people using those techniques so that you don't use those techniques yourself when you get on the other side. Because those techniques are really designed to make the person feel better themselves, not necessarily to influence someone else. I recommend what I found works. Watch my TEDx talk for what I find brings joy to people acting on their environmental values, even when they're getting their hands dirty. Or listen to this podcast. Listen to my conversations with all the people, especially the second episodes where people talk about how much they enjoy it. But then listen to the first episodes and hear the technique that I do. I'm not going to describe it here, but then bring people with you when you get past the guilt, the shame, whatever the feelings are that are keeping you from, that are keeping you acting like not flying is impossible or picking up other people's garbage is too, is too dirty because she was a germaphobe and she likes doing it now. Then help people drop their addiction when you get to the other side. Because enjoying nature today isn't what it was when it was when I was a child or decades ago or generations ago. It used to be that walking in places untouched by humans was a beautiful thing. They're gone. Those places are mostly gone. You know, I read that before steamships, hundreds of years ago, when it was only sailing vessels, when they would go in the open ocean, sometimes there were so many fish in the water that the boats would stop moving, that they would see whales as far as the eye could see that there were walruses in the Thames River in London, that there were flocks of birds that would fly overhead for days, not a flock here or there, or some flocks in some place like Africa where there are larger, uh, where there are game preserves and things like that, but all over. What we think of nature is nothing compared to what there was. Those things are gone. But the feeling of that majesty, of that beauty, or whatever feeling that you want, to get from nature, that is still attainable. You can get it by connecting your passions to cleaning the world because you will get it from picking up other people's garbage. Just like my friends who used to party, they don't party anymore and they prefer changing diapers. But you don't have to change diapers to pick up garbage or to not get a plastic bag or to go maybe forego a trip one time and instead take a, do a staycation nearby. And now I'm going to close with a gift. If you ever think, poor me, I don't have what they used to have. They just had nature and I don't. And sadly, I can't benefit from it. Or if you think, well, we're too far gone. It's so far gone. The best I can do is just live life to the fullest right now. We're living life to the fullest means, I don't know, some kind of material pleasure, which can never add up to that deep fulfillment that you can get from connecting with other people and supporting people and being a part of something greater than yourself where everyone benefits from it, especially yourself. That feeling of oneness, of connectivity, you can't replace that. And that is attainable. And here's the gift. Despite those things being gone, 
you can get it by connecting that passion to cleaning the world. Even people back then couldn't do that. You can actively do something. They could appreciate something passively, but you can clean the land, the air, the water that we all share actively. In this sense, you are lucky to be alive today if you act because you can clean things. You can restore and conserve things. And that's something active, not passive. And I think the joy that you can get from actively doing things is greater than what you can get from passive. And they didn't know that it was there to lose. We've lost a lot, but we can get it back. You've probably seen pictures of, I don't know, say Detroit, places where people stop living in places. Nature comes back pretty quick if you let it. We have that ability. We have that possibility. You personally have that possibility. Yes, I know you want to see Machu Picchu. You want to fly to see your grandmother and all these things. I'm not going to take away. Heroin feels pretty good from what I hear. I've never tried it. Don't know. Looks like feels pretty good. Exercise feels better. Healthy diet feels better. Working for a living feels better. Helping others feels better in the long run. It's there for all of us. It's there for you. The only thing keeping you from it is not starting. We've had a great run parting pretty hard. Parting's great. I love it. Parenting, by the measure of every parent that I've ever seen, is better. Let's mature. Let's make that transition because once we get there, we're never going to look back. Take responsibility, act, feel the joy of that responsibility. Feel how great it feels. I guarantee you will look back and say, I wish I'd done this earlier. 